Welcome to Cambridge Stronger, where culture counts and values matter most. I'm your host, Amy Weber. And joining me today is Retirement Investment Advisor at Smart Capital Management, author and speaker, Tom Stevens. Thank you for joining me, Tom. Thank you, Amy. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Welcome. Something I've learned throughout my podcast is that each of my guests have their own unique journeys into our industry, the financial services industry. It's where I like to start off one of my favorite places and actually one of my favorite questions because I learned so much about my guests. So let's go there. Let's talk about what your journey looked like as you found your way to financial services. Okay. Well, as you know, this is a second career for me, like several other in the Cambridge family. But going way back, uh, maybe I'll start with uh, four years in the Air Force uh, as a cryptographer during Vietnam. Um, after that, I got out and uh, uh, was a banker for a number of years. I finished college and MBA at nights and weekends and learned a lot about money and managing people uh, in a large corporate environment. But after several years, I stepped away from that corporate environment um, and started my own consulting firm. Um, and again, I was very, very blessed. Uh, it, it quickly grew to over 300 people and to over 10 million in annual revenue. And here I learned an awful lot about running a small business and uh, the income generated from that allowed me to uh, attain um, a a lifelong goal, and that was to retire at age 55. So at my wife's suggestion, we actually packed up and moved to Mexico, uh, to San Miguel de Allende, a beautiful 500-year-old colonial town in central Mexico. And the, we traveled some, we both volunteered, but I was not feeling fulfilled. And so I decided to actually get licensed to manage my own money. But again, as I got started, maybe six years into, into retirement and out of the blue, my wife was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. Uh, so we came back to Houston for treatment. I was a sole caregiver for 13 months until she succumbed. At that point, I started looking for what do you do after somebody passes away? Um, I was looking for some kind of a, a manual to step me through it. And I didn't find anything. So I kept all my notes and I published my first book. It's called Survivor's Handbook. Going on simultaneously with this, I was also a caregiver for a father with end-stage Parkinson's. And unfortunately, I learned a number of lessons at his expense. Um, but after he passed, I published a couple other books. Uh, one is called Planning for Tomorrow, and the other is called Our Aging Parents. Then I was on a roll, so I published Smart Retirement, what you need to know before cashing your last paycheck. Again, all based on my experience. I'd been retired from a successful business. I was living on a fixed income. I was on Social Security and Medicare. Uh, and there was so much more that, uh, that I had to offer. So I put that into that, the retirement book. And then at that point, I felt like I really did want to do more. Um, actually get involved in giving back somehow and helping people based on my experience. Uh, so that's when I got uh, into this business. That's how I got into this business. At this point, I see myself more as a counselor or retirement coach, maybe a journey guide, because things don't always go as planned. Uh, you retire with one idea, 
Um, someone gets sick, someone dies, or maybe even find yourself divorced. Um, so it's, it's truly a continuation of your lifelong journey. Um, no one's the same and everyone's unique. Well, thank you for sharing that. So sorry for your losses. And I know that wasn't easy potentially to share with our audience, but it just really goes to show who you are and, and the types of things that have shaped you as you've grown into our business. Small businesses aren't always easy. As you said, things don't always go as planned. So uh, what in particular, were there any resources or you know, maybe on that first business, not this one, it doesn't matter which one, but the one that you retired from. When you needed help, where did you go? How did you find the resources you needed to continue to grow a successful business? Boy, that is a, that's a very interesting question. Um, when I was working in a bank, that there were um, all kinds of resources that I could call on. Then I was on my own and I learned everything on my own. It was completely self-taught. Um, and that all of those experiences um, brought me to where I am today. And that's everything that I've tried to put into my books um, because I didn't have the resources uh, readily available. I, I learned it on my own. A lot of times I made mistakes. Um, I could look back and do a postmortem and say, I wish I would have done something better or I've, I've made a mistake and I need to back up and do something different. Um, that's the philosophy that I like to bring to these books. I want to help people on this retirement journey. Um, they are going to be, whether they realize it or not, retired for a very long time, 25, 30 years, even more. So your website mentions when it comes to the retirement process, one size doesn't fit all. I can tell how passionate you are about the education side and hopefully the books that you're writing are helping people maybe one learn from your mistakes but secondly um you know you're giving them some ideas and resources that you didn't have but explain the philosophy to the listeners and why it's an approach that you feel is important for your clients to understand okay that is a great great question um, many of the pre-retirement people that i meet with have this illusion that retirement is a goal. It's a utopia at the end of the rainbow. <clears throat> um, they're gonna reach a certain age, maybe age 65, and then magically it's gonna be free social security money from the government, it's gonna be free healthcare. And lastly, they're gonna be on perpetual vacation, uh, fun and games for the rest of their lives. And yet uh, retirement is, is far more than that. And when you get there, it could be a wake up call. Uh, Again, you have to realize that you're going to be retired for a very long time, 25, 30 years or more. Um, Social Security and Medicare are complex. They're not simple. And uh, again, considering that you could be retired for many years, one of the biggest questions you need to ask yourself is, what are you going to be doing? How are you going to occupy your time? And one thing that I learned is that there is an emotional ride that you go through on this journey. Phase one, you start off thinking this is perpetual, this is perpetual vacation. Um, you're going to just have fun for the rest of your life. And at some point, maybe uh, it may be a couple of months, it may be a couple of years, but at some point you, you discover 
is that all there is? I mean, you start to feel like there's got to be more to retirement than just perpetual vacation. And so you start a, maybe a second journey, and that is a journey of self-discovery and self-reinvention. Uh, and after, after a certain amount of time, a certain uh, number of different avenues, you've gone down a certain a number of dead ends, you end up finding a couple of, of activities that actually motivate you and give you a reason to get, to get up in the morning. And at that point, you're able to live the rest of your life in what I would call a retirement bliss. Tom, how do you onboard clients or what qualities do you look for in a client as you're, what I found is many financial advisors are interviewing clients at the same time the clients are interviewing them in the early stages of a relationship. What does that look for you? Do you have a process? Well, not really, because everybody's journey is different, as I, as I mentioned. Um, I like people that are open to the concept that the rest of their retirement is going to be a journey. I like uh, lifelong learners and people that are inquisitive, people that realize that this is an evolutionary process. And again, they're just not going to be on, on uh, perpetual vacation for the rest of their lives. Got it. And then if you run into a client that maybe doesn't fit the, that criteria, have you had to tell them that, that you aren't a good fit? Do you take that step? At first, I didn't. But at this point, I do. Um, at first, I would take anybody that, that came along. And I found that trying to deal with people that don't have the same mindset that I have, uh, it becomes dif difficult and sometimes uh, there's conflict. And so I just don't do that anymore. If, if uh, we don't agree, we don't see eye to eye on this, then um, I find somebody else for them. I don't think you're alone. I hear that a lot from a lot of our financial professionals. And I think the lesson for some of the listeners who maybe are newer to this career, it's it uh, seems really logical at the beginning to take anybody because you're really just trying to build your business. And um, quite frankly, you don't really know sometimes who you'll work best with. So you've got to test it out. But once you start figuring it out, I think the important message that a lot of our um, Cambridge Stronger sessions have have told the audience if they listen to them is it is best to be picky and to make sure that you're working with clients who have some sort of a synergy with your values so you figured it out and many others do too so you shared earlier that you were a cryptographer in the u.s air force during the vietnam war thank you for your service that's really admirable i wish i could say i know exactly what a cryptographer does so maybe you'll educate me here but how do you think the skills you learned in the Air Force translate today to your role as a retirement investment advisor or as a small business owner? Well, first of all, I grew up in, in the Air Force. I mean, I went from um, being a relatively naive young man into uh, um, travel halfway around the world and uh, being on my own the first time that I've ever gone anywhere. So I learned a lot about myself. I learned about teamwork. I learned how to uh, how to be a leader, and probably uh, in the end, maybe the, one of the most important things is that I learned never to give up. That um, failure sometimes can just be a learning lesson, and that also failure might be just uh, the midpoint of of uh, of success. 
All of those are very important lessons just in life alone, let alone business and career, for sure. You've authored several books. Let's talk about that. Presented in classes and workshops. You stay involved in your community in multiple ways. You promote financial education in a lot of ways. Talk to our listeners about the motivation behind those initiatives a little bit more. And what do you want people to take away specifically from your past experiences? What are your main messages? Okay. Um, first of all, I had I didn't plan on write, writing books, but after my wife passed away, and I couldn't find a guide to take me through the most important financial kinds of steps and things that I needed I needed to do. I took all of my notes and put that into a book um, with the sole intention of helping others. Same thing with my father. After dealing with, with the medical institutions, after dealing with um, healthcare problems, after dealing with assisted living, um, hospice, uh, funerals, I decided that uh, I needed to to share my experience once again. And so uh, I wrote those two books, one called Planning for Tomorrow and the other called Our Aging Parents. And again, at that point, I felt like uh, I was able to share my experiences and I wanted to take that one step further. And so I, I wrote the retirement book again, from my experiences, I uh, was a had, I was a successful business owner, successfully retired. I was on a fixed income. I understood what that felt like. I was on Social Security uh, and Medicare, and it was shocking how complex those are. And so, I wanted to lay all that out for for anybody that was in that same same position. I didn't necessarily think about. Uh, being in business again and doing anything other than sharing that information until after that last book. And then I decided I really wanted to do more to help people to share and give back. And that's when I got back into this kind of a business. One thing that we've learned during our episodes is that financial professionals are busy people and you've got multiple careers going on at the same time. So I suspect you're busier than the average, but outside of work, what do you spend your free time today doing? Well, mostly reading. I spend a lot of my free time just uh, reading from everything from history to uh, biographies to self-help books uh, and also spiritual growth. Um, I like to play golf with my son. And I spend a lot of time now. I have a, a fiance. And so I spend a lot of time with her. We, we spend quiet time together. We, uh, we do a lot. We go to dinners and concerts and, and uh, stage plays. And so my life is full. That's wonderful. Family and loved ones are always a great way to fill the occasional free time that we find ourselves having. Um, that's for sure. So that's, that's really great to hear. You've really lived through a lot of life experiences and it appears to me turn them around into a positive as best you can. So congratulations for that, Tom. Um, what's the best piece of advice you would give somebody who's considering a second career in our industry? We talk a lot here about younger people and you know they're choosing it potentially, either stumbling upon it or choosing it potentially right out of college. But there's gotta be a different mindset potentially when somebody's had a career in another environment and they start thinking about financial services or meet somebody that uh, 
you know, is already in the business that's talking to them about how rewarding this business is. But what kind of advice, if they're thinking about making that leap into our industry, do you have? Well, I would maybe say this, that you first need to examine your, your motivation. If it's just money, then maybe this isn't the right career for you. Uh, if it is helping people, sharing, sharing your life experiences, then uh, that should be the foundation. And if that's that's your motivation and, and your your goal, then I think this is probably a great a great opportunity for you this this business. And how would they go about it? Finding somebody else to partner with, finding somebody uh, in their you know circle of influence that can help them, or just jump in and start a small business. What do you think? Looking back on what I did, I think a better approach would be to find uh, another group. Um, somebody that uh, can be your mentor um, and you can bounce ideas off of. Your classes and workshops and seminars, what's the structure of those? How do they work? Talk about those a little bit. Well, the structure of my classes and workshops at this point are uh, retirement-based, retirement planning. Again, the message that I want everyone to understand is retirement is a journey. It is not a goal. And you are going to be retired potentially for a very long time. And so you need to think about things other than, am I going to have enough money? And am I, what am I going to do to have fun? I guess I would say I want everybody to realize that being happy is your true goal in retirement, not just money. My main message would be that retirement is way more complex than you might have imagined. That a financial plan is not enough. Uh, it, in fact, a financial plan is maybe one of the foundations, but there's more to it. There's going to be an emotional and psychological. There's going to be emotional and psychological issues to consider. Things don't always go as planned, but in the end, your goal should be to be happy. Great advice. Great advice. Well, what I've heard today from you, amongst many, many other things, is that financial services and being a financial professional and helping clients can be a rewarding second career or even third or fourth career for some people. Um, and hopefully that's the message that we get out as a part of Cambridge Stronger and trying to make our profession stronger. So thank you for sharing yourself and your story with us today and being a part of Cambridge Stronger, Tom. Thank you for tuning in to Cambridge Stronger. I invite you to listen to my podcast episodes where I have candid conversations with genuine inspirational financial professionals and leaders within this fiercely independent financial services industry. The best of the best, the strongest of the strongest. You can listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and the Podbean app. 